Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Luna Love of the Podcast acknowledges the traditional owners of the land on which this podcast is recorded, the Araqual people of the Bundjalung Nation, and pays respects to elders past, present, and emerging. I'm your host, Jordana Levine. We have got a jam-packed Scorpio episode today. We're going to be talking about Scorpio season. We're going to be talking about the Scorpio new moon and solar eclipse. We're going to be talking about eclipse season. Uh, We're going to be talking about some planets that are in conjunction with both the sun and the moon at one time or another. (laughs) There's a lot going on. There is a lot going on and it is all Scorpio related. Now, usually I would separate the episodes, but this is happening mere days apart, like not even a full two days. So we're going to talk about it all in this episode. So strap yourselves in for a ride through Scorpio. All right, let's start with Scorpio season. Um, Scorpio season kicks off on October 23 slash 24, depending on where you are in the world. It will run until November 23rd, 24, depending where you are. Scorpio season is a time of deep transformation. Yeah. Every time Scorpio season rolls around, it is asking us to energetically transform. It is the ruler of the death and rebirth cycle. Scorpio is about embracing the changes that take place around us and it asks us not to hold on to those things which have to come to a close, that need to go through a death in order for new life to bloom. Now, we experience deaths throughout our entire lives, but with the intuitive nature of Scorpio abound, we're being encouraged to go deep within ourselves to pull from the depths of our soul the deaths that need to occur. Heavy. Scorpio is actually also a really sexy time, and we are going to talk about that. But, you know, priorities, deep transformations first, sexual exploration second. There can be a lot of shadow. I hate using that word, but that comes with Scorpio energy. It's kind of a misinterpretation. Well, misinterpretation is not the word. I guess you just need to be able to understand it better. And that is why I am here. So let's talk about it. You see, Scorpio isn't afraid of the darkness. It's not afraid of what's hiding, of what's buried beneath what's comfortable or accepted. It embraces what many of us reject out of fear or judgment or guilt or shame. And you see, this is where we can truly transform. This is where the magic happens. 
Scorpio is introspective, mysterious, intuitive and passionate. Its mission is to merge and penetrate psychological depths. It is not a sign that frolics in the light. It plays deep and expects you to dive deep too. It urges us to face the shadow, the darkness, the places we never dare to embark so that we're able to fully transform. I bloody love Scorpio energy. It is intense, but if you allow it to function as it's destined, the reward is absolutely worth it. Now, I'm going to jump a little bit all over the place in this episode, so just bear with me as you can, because like I said, everything sort of feeds into one another. So I just want to tell you a little bit about the eclipse pattern we've been seeing this year. This year, we are on the Taurus-Scorpio lunar nodal axis. (laughs) What? What does that mean? Well, in the most basic terms, and when I say basic, I mean basic if you understand, and if you don't, if it's going straight over your head, let it go. It doesn't matter. This is just some background for those who care. We've got lunar nodes, and if you're aware from your natal chart, you've got a south node and a north node. These are sitting on the axis of Taurus, Scorpio, two opposing signs throughout this entire year. Every eclipse that we have will happen in either one of those signs. The eclipse we're about to experience is a solar eclipse in Scorpio. The last time we had a Scorpio eclipse was in May. It was a lunar eclipse But don't be surprised if the transformations taking place have progressed over the last six months. Yeah, so perhaps there's been a slow sort of shedding of sorts since May. A death might be taking place so that you're reborn under this new moon. Perhaps it's working a bit slower and you're still in the decaying process. But I want you to think sort of outside the realms of what's going on for you, you know, in these first few days of Scorpio season and once the solar eclipse hits and think of it more on a macro level of sort of what's been going on this year. The theme of that Taurus-Scorpio nodal axis is security. Yeah, it's sort of like Taurus represents the self, like mine. And Scorpio represents other, so ours. So it's this idea of mine versus ours. And if we look at it in terms of security, what we're really looking at is trust. And the trick, I think, with Scorpio energy, and in particular Scorpio season, so we're going back to season, I've sort of moved you away from eclipse again, is that you have to be able to trust in the cyclical energy of Scorpio. I mean, cycles in general, yes, but in Scorpio season, that death and rebirth. If you see or feel deaths occurring in your life and you try and halt the process or trick the cosmos or hang on for dear life out of fear of what you'll be or who you'll be without it, you're just delaying the inevitable because Scorpio will find a way. Scorpio always finds a way. Let's not make it harder or trickier than it needs to be. Trust 
that Scorpio energy is sweeping up what needs to end so that a beautiful blossoming of new life can take place. I think, you know, as I was putting this episode together and I was saying the word death a lot, (laughs) I was like, maybe that's what puts people off Scorpio. That's it. But I want you to sort of think of I want you to sort of think of the deaths as endings. Think, you know, I'm done with this energy. Think no longer useful. Think I've grown as far as I can with this and it's time for something new. Think of Scorpio season as a shedding of sorts. Maybe a snake shedding its skin. (laughs) That's actually not the best image for me. Let me think of something else. Okay, what about this? A caterpillar spends its life as a caterpillar and then one day, or its life as it knows it, right? And then one day it creates a cocoon or molts into a chrysalis, spends some time in there doing some inner work, and then one day it emerges as a butterfly. The butterfly is still the caterpillar. It did not die in there and then get resurrected with wings It simply bid farewell to its life as a caterpillar, a death from who it once was, and it's now emerged in this spectacular transformation as a beautiful butterfly that can now, you know, go to places, soar to heights, discover lands that this little useless wingless caterpillar could never go to or experience. This is Scorpio, kind of. (laughs) It's a nicer way to look at Scorpio energy. Before we move on to the new moon and eclipse in more depth, I do want to explore the sexier side of Scorpio because, damn, it is a prominent part of the power and potency of this sign. Next week on the podcast, I'm dropping a very sexy episode with Eleanor Hadley, who is a sex and sensuality coach. Um, And we're going to be looking at the sexy side of Scorpio a little bit deeper. So I won't go too far into it today. But the best um, explanation, I guess, of why Scorpio is always associated with sex and intimacy is because Scorpio is ruled by the genitals. So every sign has a body part that it's connected to. So I won't go through all of them, but like Aries is ruled by the head, Gemini, hands and shoulders. Uh, Pisces, I think, is the feet, which is funny. I always think of like my Piscean friends getting pedicures and loving it. Um, But Scorpio is very much about the nether regions. This is where they derive pleasure and power and intimacy. So if their genitals aren't able to get the expression or attention or release, say, that they're innately made for, it can limit the function of Scorpio as an energy, as a sign. And I know that's going to sound really weird for a lot of people, It's going to sound like sexual dominance and sexual power 
is okay for Scorpio. That's not what I'm saying, although it can be both of those things and they can be okay. What we really need to look at, I guess, and we do discuss this in the episode with Eleanor next week, is that unfortunately through religious, political, and dare I say patriarchal suppression, sex is something that is very secret and not spoken about. And if enjoyed with too much veracity, often shameful or something to feel guilty about. We, of course, know logically, well, maybe not all of us, most of us know logically and consciously that that's not the case. Um, But ancestrally, subconsciously, cellularly, all the Lees, it's it's ingrained in us. So... Perhaps Scorpio is your sun sign and this is really resonating with you or perhaps Scorpio shows up in other parts of your chart and it's rec- it's resonating with you. Perhaps this is just an energy you might feel over this Scorpio season and with all of this energy in Scorpio over this new moon and eclipse. But if that is the case, experiment with leaning into your desires rather than dismissing or suppressing, or shaming yourself. Explore what those intimate stirrings are within you. And also know that intensity, which is often associated with Scorpio, builds when there's no release valve. So, you know, a practice for Scorpios, but also for all of us during this season, is to observe the areas in which intensity builds And this doesn't have to be sexual. I just mean like intensity in general. And get curious about why. If there's a lid that needs to be lifted or a light that needs to be shun or a desire that needs to be explored, allow it to happen. The last thing I want to say about this is that there's actually a stellium happening at the time of the Scorpio new moon. So that means that the sun, the moon, and the planet Venus in this instance are all up in each other's grill. No, (laughs) it means they're a couple of degrees away from each other. So they're really, really, really close, which means um, they're all forming in conjunction to each other. Um, And a stellium happens when there's three or more planets in a conjunction for my astrology buffs. Um, So it's amplifying the Scorpio energy. Yeah. Um, The conjunction between Scorpio Sun and Scorpio Venus uh, is going to happen, I'm pretty sure that's happening until the 15th of November. Yeah, so that's quite a strong energy. Um, And there's going to be a period of time where Mercury jumps in there as well, creating another stellium, further amplifying that Scorpio energy. So I really want you to take on board what you're learning in this episode. Scorpio is the awareness of merging with another. So with Venus in the mix, um, it's likely to go down in your relationships. Merging with another is an intense way of looking at relationships, but, you know, this is Scorpio. The objective of Scorpio is to attain ultimate trust and safety with those merging identities. And that's the clincher, yeah? the trust and safety piece. It goes back to the security of that nodal axis. The trust and safety piece is what allows Scorpio to go so deep, be so intense, 
penetrate the psyche, the soul, the ego. Before we leave Scorpio season here and move on to the moon, I just want to say that when Scorpio's or Scorpio energy, Scorpio wherever it shows up in your chart, (laughs) when Scorpio can be exactly who they are, accept their desires, embrace their intensity, merge with trust and safety, there is so much juiciness to access. I mean, this goes for all the signs, yeah? Like when you can lean into the strengths of your sign, this is where you find the gold. This is where Scorpio accesses power, sensitivity, intuition, secretiveness in a good way. Like they're really good at keeping your secrets. Um, Scorpio is really healing, healing to themselves and healing for others. Passionate, transformative, focused, perceptive, penetrating, investigative. These are all beautiful, beautiful Scorpio qualities. When Scorpio is not honoring themselves, again, this goes for every sign, but they can be manipulative, jealous, vindictive, possessive, vengeful, controlling, too intense, (laughs) compulsive and destructive. Yeah. So we've all got the light and the shadow. We've all got our strengths and our weaknesses. But when you can honor your sign, so for Scorpios, when you can really honor those parts of you, then that juicy, strength-ridden stuff, those qualities, they're going to come through. It's all about balance, yeah? Not denying yourself access to your own magic. I love Scorpio. (laughs) Okay, before we move on, I actually have a bit of an announcement. As many of you know, I have studied astrology for many, many years. I began this podcast in early 2019. So we're heading to almost four years of Lunar Lover. No, that can't be right. Yes, it's right. My Lord. Okay. Um, So I originally studied astrology simply to support the work that I do on this podcast, really. And also I was running uh, Lunar Nights events. But now the time has come where I want to share it in a deeper way. And I believe in a way that is very unique to me, something that you guys are quite used to through the podcast. And that's really sort of simplifying and making the teachings of astrology really practical, really practical and applicable to your life. So I am going to be offering personalized natal chart readings via Zoom in a very lunar lover way, yeah? So explained really simply, not to dumb it down for you, but so that you can apply the teachings and the wisdoms of your natal chart to your life, yeah? So it's not just information that you use at parties to describe yourself, but so that you can step into your own potential, understand your weaknesses, and really embrace and utilize your strengths, So my books will open in November. You can book in now. Um, Spaces will fill fast, I'm sure. I'm only taking on limited readings each month. But if you would like to have your natal chart deciphered for you by me, then all you need to do is click the link in the show notes of this episode. Or you can head to the Lunar Lover Instagram account, which is at lunar double underscore lover. And click the link in the bio um, and there'll be a button in there. 
for you to book in for your reading. Um, if you want to buy a reading for someone else, please make sure you ask them their permission first before you do that. Um, and then that's fine. I just don't think it's a good idea to surprise people with natal chart readings. It's a very personalized experience. Um, in the future, there will be different types of readings that I will offer, but for now, it is just a standard natal chart reading. It's a really beautiful gift for yourself, and I'm not just saying that. But, you know, I started studying astrology originally because of the self-awareness it brought me, yeah? And also, I think for you guys, listening to this podcast um, and understanding how your own natal chart, the planets within your chart at the time of your birth, how they play out with what we're talking about every week on the podcast will be really, really, really beneficial. Um, we can focus on whatever you want. We can focus on a general chart reading. We can focus on career. We can focus on relationships, life purpose, whatever you want to focus on. Um, but I also really like to make it clear with natal chart readings that these are not future predictions. Yeah, this is not like going to a psychic, but rather it's an exercise in understanding who you are and gaining a greater sense of self-awareness. All right, this episode is going forever and we haven't even spoken about the moon yet. Let's go. Scorpio, new moon and solar eclipse. The Scorpio new moon will take place on Tuesday, October 25 at 9.48 p.m. in Sydney, 11.48 a.m. in London and 6.48 a.m. in New York City. <laughs> New York City. Sometimes I say New York. Sometimes I say New York City. Today was a city city day. If you are a long-time listener, you may remember that during the um, April-May eclipses, I spoke about one school of thought around eclipses being that they activate our soul contracts and karmic lessons. With a Scorpio flavor such as this, it's likely that this will happen through that death and rebirth cycle I keep banging on about. So that right there, if you ask me, is some pretty good motivation to really let those deaths happen once and for all because you're activating soul contract stuff. They also catapult us often forcefully into our evolution or the next part of your soul's journey, the next chapter, if you will. Now, I kind of touched on this earlier, but eclipses work in tandem, yeah? So not only with the lunar eclipse, which we will experience in a couple of weeks' time in November with the Taurus full moon, but also those eclipses that we had earlier in the year. It's likely that the effects of this eclipse, eclipse will continue for the next two weeks, and I wouldn't be surprised if this and the next one tying up loose ends with the first two. That was a really complicated way of saying that. Basically, what I'm saying is all of them will likely be connected. What came up for you in April and May will either be coming to an end or resurfacing for one last hurrah with these eclipses. And they're going to work through this two-week period, yeah? So it's not like we're going to have the solar eclipse in Scorpio and then you're like, oh, it's over. I've got two weeks before the next one. No, 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 no. It's going to, you, you're going to feel eclipse energy until that Taurus full moon, and maybe a little bit after too. It's eclipse season, folks. 
Um, but this one is a Scorpio eclipse. So it's not playing on the surface. It wants to go deep. It wants to be intense. It's searching for what is hiding out beneath your deepest, darkest layers. But remember, this is for the evolution of your soul. This is for your deepest intimacy. This is for your epic transformation. Now, as I mentioned before, Venus is very much in the mix during this eclipse. So yes, this could mean that the soul contracts, the transformations, the next chapters could be occurring in relationships. But also Venus is so much more than just love and relationships. Before we move on to what else she can signify, I will say this. With relationships, I want you to think about if it is time to progress into the next chapter with your relationships or your relationship or the idea of a relationship, if that makes sense. Uh, Ask yourself, am I ready for new love? Am I ready to be done with unsatisfactory love? Am I ready to be open to love in non-traditional formats? Yeah, whatever, whatever it means to you, yeah? But it's sort of having a look at what is the next chapter? What is the evolution of relationships for you? If we look at Venus outside of relationships, think beauty, think sensuality, think self-worth, think about your values, And whether you're in alignment with your values during this eclipse season and everything that comes up, yeah? Values are a really good compass. They're a really good way when things are getting chaotic, when things feel out of control, when layers feel like they're being shed, when things are catapulting us to places we're not ready to go, (laughs) saying, okay, through all of this, can I stay in alignment with my values? Can I check in with them? Can I use my values as a North Star for where I'm headed? Or when I feel lost, when I feel out of control, can I reconnect to my values to anchor me? The other Venus quality that might be worth considering is your femininity. And this goes for like the three men that listen to this podcast too. No, there's actually quite a few men that listen to this podcast. I do have to say, hi men. How can you all, us all, man, woman, non-binary, how can we marry that beautiful feminine energy with desire, with intimate relations, with your sense of power? Very Scorpio, yeah, this sense of power. Scorpio rules the planet Pluto. Pluto is all about power and transformation. Can you find power in your feminine energy? The receptiveness of love, of life, of other things that begin with L. Lollies and laughter. (laughs) Can you access that feminine energy? in order to be in power. Power is such a masculine energy. But Scorpio is a very yin, very feminine sign, yeah? So it's accessing that power through femininity. The mantra for Scorpio is I transform. There's no surprises there. Um, As things surface for you during this new moon and solar eclipse, ask yourself, 
how is this contributing to my transformation? It could be really obvious. It could be super subtle. Only you're going to know. All right, we're almost done. Let's have a look at some of the ways we can work with this Scorpio new moon and solar eclipse energy. It may surprise you to hear, or maybe not, because I think I said it last eclipse, but it's not necessary to actively manifest during a solar eclipse. I mean, you can, but the changes, the transformations that are going to occur, they're karmic, yeah? New opportunities are going to come in that are part of your evolution. But look, in saying that, I'm about to contradict myself. When it's a Scorpio eclipse, you're likely tapping into your psychic and intuitive abilities. And maybe you know what those karmic lessons are. So, you know, by all means, if you want to, if it feels good, set the intentions. It's not going to do you any harm to set intentions like you usually would on a new moon. But I'm also just saying you don't have to, yeah? The right things, people, circumstances are going to come in. They're going to be part of that evolution. They're going to push you into that next chapter. I just kind of feel like surrendering to the eclipses being like hey you show me what's next I'm all yours it's kind of sexy you know in a Scorpio kind of way Scorpio is a water sign so what do we know about that my lunar lovers we know that that means emotions and because it's Scorpio it means an intensity of emotions so look after yourself be gentle journal Get curious about what you're feeling. Be aware of other people's emotions. Yeah, yeah, especially on on and around that eclipse. Uh, explore sensuality. The mix of Venus and Scorpio is a perfection for this. Next week's episode with Eleanor Hadley will definitely help with this. We're talking about sensuality. Uh, take part in a ritual. Scorpio is associated with the occult and magic and all things mystic. So why not really amp up the new moon ceremony this month? Whatever that means to you. You could pull out some crystals. You could pull out some tarot. You could pull out the Ouija board, whatever you want to do. Lunar Lover members will be guided through a live New Moon Circle on Tuesday, October 25 at 6 p.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time. If you would like to join us for that, uh, all you need to do to become a Lunar Lover member is click the link in the show notes of this episode or head to jordanalevine.com forward slash Lunar Lover. All right, my loves, that was an epic episode. Um, It's a lot. I know. Don't worry. You're going to be fine. Um, Remember, if you would like to book yourself in for a natal chart reading with me, all you need to do is click the link in the show notes, or you can head to the Lunar Lover Instagram account at Luna double underscore a lover. Click the link in the bio and there's another link. It's all the links, link, 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 all the links to book in. Now, um, We are going to be chatting. Well, I will be in your ears next week with that interview with Eleanor Hadley. Then the week after, we are looking at the lunar eclipse with the Taurus full moon. 
Uh, we'll talk more about eclipse energy then. Uh, what else is going on? We've got a Mars retrograde that's happening on Halloween. I'll tell you guys about that next week in the Eleanor Hadley episode. Oh my God, there's so much going on. Um, I think that's it. I love you all. Um, if you enjoyed this episode and you would like to share it with your friends, take a screenshot on your phone and share it to your Instagram stories. You can tag the Luna Lover Instagram account and you can tag me at Jordana Levine. Until next moon, I'm Jordana Levine and you've been listening to Luna Lover, the podcast. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.